Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Obi-Wan, Episode 5, uh, Ms. Marvel, Episode 2, so much stuff. Actually, not that much news. It's a pretty light week, but there's some pretty big stories. But we're going to go ahead and get yeah. this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, yes, so all of those exciting things. Uh, there's so much stuff to watch right now. Um, and it's just going to keep Too on much. rolling. To, tell me about it. Uh, and it's just going to keep on rolling, it seems, uh, until maybe mid-July. I don't really know when we get a reprieve. But um, before we get to the, as always, uh, the reviews are at the back end. So if you want to avoid any spoilers, you just listen to the news, put it on put it on pause, hit stop, come back later. Um, Dylan, what did you find on the, on the internet this week? What kind of news you got? All right. So I know all y'all are watching Stranger Things. Yes. And we got, we finally got, are you, are you done with it, Michael? Done. I watched all of it in Ohio. And I know, so in case anybody's wondering why we haven't talked about it yet, we're waiting until it's all done and then we're going to do a big review show. So, yeah, it's just too hard to fit in with Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel, you know, everything's coming out at once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, so we got a trailer for the latter half of the season, which is really just a couple episodes at the end called volume two. Um, yeah, but one but of those episodes, last episode's like, yeah, so it, it's a lot. We got we got some substantial uh, hours left. Yeah, um, but this comes out July first on Netflix. Obviously, um, the Stranger Things trailers are normally pretty secretive. It's just like vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not too much narratively to go on here, uh, and we I guess we won't spoil the first no. half of season two. But what do you think? Did this trailer make you more hype or um, same or? I- I'll tell you, I wasn't going to watch it, but um, oh, the trailer, the trailer, the trailer. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to change things come out in about a week. So whatever I'll deal. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't hamper the excitement at all. It definitely enhanced it. I trailer looked awesome. You see, looks like a pretty big showdown. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think this n- not really spoiling anything or giving away too much, but I've really enjoyed season four so far. Yeah. I'm excited for all the characters and storylines to converge, you know, me too. This trailer didn't necessarily confirm that, but I hope it happens. And I want to be sure Vecna, Vecna showdown, you know, that's right. Um, so do we need to run a Vecna one shot for the store? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think, I think we have to. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I don't know. Uh, I'll watch it as soon as it comes out. I'm gonna watch got it one more season, Monday, I think. Nice. Yeah, the day um, before. We record. I'm excited. So this was just a little uh, tidbit about it's from Taika Waititi, who's doing that Star Wars movie. Apparently, you know, um, he's wrapping up. He's wrapping up his his Marvel stuff. It seems like, or you know, this movie. Um, and he says he's moving on to his Star Wars movie after this. Okay. Um, and he was talking to Total Film Magazine. And you and I, Michael, have like speculated about like what we think it would be or what we want it to be. Yeah. And I thought I thought this was like uh, a glimmer of hope, you know, no pun intended, because it's like it, it's in line, I think, with what we've been talking about. Um, he said, look, I think for the Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that uh, I'm any use in the Star Wars universe making the film where everyone's like, oh, great. Well, that's blueprints to the Millennium Falcon and that's Chewbacca's grandmother. Hmm. Um, He said, that all stands alone. That's great, though. I would like to make something new and create new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like a very small story, which to me translates to what we've been saying, which is like we're a little tired of the Skywalker uh, centered stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, am I, I reading too much agree. into that or do no, you, do you no, agree? I, to- I totally agree with that. It sounds like he's on our page of we've, we've had movies set in the same basic time frame since 1977, you know? Uh, and that's yeah. a long time to be dealing with the same characters. Like it's, it's time to move on. I'm not saying we can't ever revisit them in the future, but like, let's just, give it a rest and try some other star Wars, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I, I'm not, I don't even want like, I mean, Ahsoka's cool, but like, she's already tied into Luke and she's all Ahsoka's already an old character at this point. 
Ahsoka's been around, you know, like she's new to live action, but like she's not new. Like we're not really even all this great Mandalorian stuff that we're liking. Oh, and um, Obi-Wan and whatever. Well, Obi-Wan, especially you're not seeing anything new. Well, you are seeing new characters. You know what I'm saying? It's all tied into Obi-Wan and original trilogy stuff. It all ties back yeah. to that. And I, I really want Star Wars that is fully independent of itself, not related to anything. High Republic is great. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the route that they're going to go. Seems like an easy way to go because they wrote themselves into a corner, you know, with Order 66 and not having Jedi and Jedi being the most popular type of a thing in Star Wars. So if you want to have a lot of Jedi, you do a really old or really far in the future. So, yeah, I'm we'll see. I, I think know. Taika I, would obviously I, make a great Star Wars. Make a great Star War. I'll make a great um, Star War. I agree. I I mean, at this point, the best we the best I can hope for is a character where I don't know how they die. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know, that's like the the dream, like Ahsoka. You know, so um, it would be great to not know anything you know go in like i'm actually watching an actual show or movie you know Mm -hmm. um but we'll see i hope he delivers on that i hope they let him you know um it's pretty far in the writing process so i think i think i think it'll happen um he wouldn't say that like if you know like if he didn't think that it was gonna be a possibility i don't think yeah that'd be a weird promise to not deliver on um okay this is some random news we got a, this is according to Variety, so it's legit, an okay. announcement that Marvel is working on a Wonder Man TV show. And for those who don't know, this is Simon Williams. He's uh, introduced as like an enemy, like a villain at first, but then he became an Avenger. He's got a really complicated backstory with Scarlet Witch and Vision. His consciousness is Vision, basically. That's why she's in love with him. It's a love triangle situation. Um He's normally dead in the comics, a little bit, little Jean Gray, Jean, uh, Jean Gray, you know what I mean? Okay, sure. Um, he's normally not around, a little bit like looming presence situation, but he's an actor. He's a Hollywood actor within the Marvel universe. Okay. So the article says that the it, it's being developed as a Hollywood satire, whatever that means. Like when you say that, I think I don't know. Uh, Hollywood satire, like um. Hmm. Once like upon a, a time in like Hollywood, like a Tarantino maybe. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it sounds like a interesting recipe. Uh, no one asked for this, I don't think. But no. um, um, you know, but I mean, uh, you know, plenty of things that no one asked for have been great. Um, yeah, MCU wise. So, sure, um, I'll I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean. It has the potential to be funny, I think, you know. Um I'm I don't I feel I feel like they might steer away from the Scarlet Witch stuff because of the comedy. I don't know if that's the place where you like continue the Wanda the Wanda saga, you know. So Right. But who knows? Who knows what what Feige's cooking up? We'll know soon at D23. He he said in a different article that we'll we will know what phase 5 is shaping up to be in the coming months is what he said. Um, okay. And D23 is coming up. So I think it's, it's going to be a big, right? yeah, it's going to be a big uh, news thing. They're going to reveal lots of projects, I think. Yeah, I know Monica's going. I think they're leading up to a more multiverse saga stuff, but Secret Wars. Um, he said that there's been hints of it, but, but we'll see. Secret Wars. Okay. So, so Michael. Yeah, what's up? You know how I'm always asking for basically like to put it back into Star Wars context, uh, like a sequel uh, project that focuses on like Ray or something like a established character. Like what happens next? What happens after? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting, but not with that, with Game of Thrones. Um, Uh, We still talk about that? We are now. (laughs) House of Targaryen is coming out soon, but um, nobody cares about it. I don't I'll watch it, but I'm not excited. But <laughs> this was very interesting to me because uh they've announced a Kit Harrington led uh Jon Snow sequel series, which takes I, place after the events of Game of Thrones. I heard this. Um there's no blueprint, which is what everyone, all the fans complain about, you know, with the final season. So right. 
Uh, Do you think that'll help? They don't have like a loose blueprint to adhere to or it'll make it worse. The problem with the end of season of with the end of Game of Thrones, because it wasn't just the last season. It was the last like season and a half, two seasons. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't the lack of books. It was D and D wanting to, or Benioff and Weiss wanting to move on to do whatever they were supposed to. Was it Star Wars or something they were supposed to? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think it was the lack of Oops. George R. R. Martin because spoilers, those books aren't that amazing either way. Like they're fine, but like a lot of people disagree with you, Michael. Well, they can. Not but, me because I haven't read them. But <laughs> I mean, I read the first one and that was good enough for me. Um, but. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I really don't think that was where they went wrong. I think they went wrong in a multitude of ways. I mean, they didn't have the, the, the guide, the, the, the guidepost of the novels, but they also strayed from the novels plenty of times um, for good and for bad. So really to yeah. me, I think you take the novels out of the equation. It's just, they, they seemed like they got bored with it and they, they lost hold of what the characters were. They didn't understand them anymore. It's like Dexter. You know, Dexter was yeah. based on novels too, and was wildly different from that. Um, so basically, you think they had no clear vision? I don't. From, I don't like on their own. I don't. I don't think they had a, cl- a clear vision on their own, which I guess you could say is a problem because they didn't have the novels. But yeah, I think ultimately it is that they they relied too heavily on the novels. I think that's their fault, and not the fact of the that there isn't a novel to go on. Um, I think someone else could have made the back half of that season. Those that series very good you know they just maybe completely lost the plot i agree i agree and disagree i think i agree with everything you said but i maybe i'm being too optimistic but i think maybe some of the problem with the last season was that they had these like hard uh plot points that they had to hit like daenerys destroys westeros and then she dies and Jon snow you know like i'm sure Uh they had that outline so i'm thinking maybe talented writers with more free reign and no outline it might be a recipe for an actual good show you know like sure it's so like it's so chaotic it's so like uh free that maybe it could go either direction i think you know um and i would highly doubt benioff and weiss will uh be involved in this so no no way i don't know it could be good michael I, I I feel obligated because I always ask for the sequel series. So I'm, I'm more gonna, into it than I am. Was it called Fire and Blood? The I thought it was House of Targaryen. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Whatever the new the new the new one. It's a, that's a that's a prequel. I'm not into it. Yeah, exactly. I, I and that care. one's based on plot points too. That one's more I feel like in line with the couple, last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. You know. So right. I'm hoping. I don't know what my my bigger problem is. I don't think it needs to happen. Like I don't think we needed to see what he does next. You know, I'm not interested really. Uh, Absolutely. I would have rather maybe like Game of Thrones: The Next Generation situation <laughs> where it's like his kids or something and a new problem. You know, right? So would that, that be weird? Even, um, no. I think honestly, I think they need the anchor though of of Jon Snow of a popular character like that because of how polarizing which is being I think politically nice um that last <laughs> at the very least the last season was um that you need something that is a guaranteed hit to get people back yeah you don't you think it has to be Kit Harrington yeah like absolutely in my ideal world I, I agree with you I think the Kit Harrington Jon Snow is the draw but like in my ideal world, like you could have had an old Jon Snow, you know, mm, that could be okay. that would be anchor enough for me. And then uh, the next Starks or something like that. But that way okay. you would be familiar with their history. But like it's a total blank slate character wise. So you could do whatever you want. But I like that idea a lot. But I don't th- that's but you're so, right. That's not as commercial. Uh, that's not a hit. Right. Exactly. Like that's you got to you got to put butts in seats. You know what I mean? You got to get people watching. Was going to get people watching is Kit Harrington's back as Jon Snow. Now, is it too much to ask Michael that if we're doing yes. the sequel series? Okay, you're a good one. You already know what I'm going to say. No. <laughs> okay. Well, probably well, that is too much. We don't know what Drogon did when he flew off with Daenerys's body. Like people have been oh revived in Game of Thrones before. No. 
This Dylan. would be the place where you could bring back Daenerys. Is all we bring, we bring in Danny back? Yeah. No. I think it I, would be the Daenerys show if they were. If that's what this was, they would if, say that. You know. So what if it's like Scream, right? And they bill it as the Drew the the, the Drew Barrymore movie. You know the 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 Jon Snow movie, and then surprise, it's the Daenerys show. You know. I mean, Game of Thrones was billed as the Ned Stark show, and then surprise, it wasn't. You know. So right. maybe at the end of the first season. Danny's Daenerys back. comes back. Danny's back. Yeah. With a vengeance. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm sure we'll cover this for the next six years until it actually releases. If when, it does, does the, you know. when does House of Targaryen or whatever it's called come out? Um, I'll have an answer for that in a second. <laughs> like, cause it's, I, I feel like I should know that, but I, August just, in August, in August. Yeah. And, and is it, it's going to, and, and it's HBO, right? So it's going to be weekly episodes. Aug- August 21st weekly episodes. Yeah. Man. Huh, it's got Matt that. Smith. I thought you'd watch for Matt Smith, but I do love Matt Smith. I do love Matt Smith. Is he's playing uh what's his name, right? The uh Daenerys' brother. I don't know. Rhaegar. What Rhaegar? What's Rhaegar. The, what, Dame, Damon. That's his name. Damon Targaryen. <laughs> Damon. D A E M O N. Oh, oh of course. Daemon. Daemon. I don't know. <laughs> it's gotta be Damon. Yeah, like that's always like this is a weird point, but like I I have a really hard time reading fantasy novels or to a lesser extent watching fantasy movies that I just can't buy the names or they'll find the names too silly. Like when the naming conventions just make yeah. me giggle, I don't I just don't care. Like, well, there's also let me look at the other names. There's Damon, Otto, Regal. Otto, Otto Hightower. It's mm, uh, fine. Oh, it's got Olivia Cook in it. She played the hideous girl in Ready Player One. <laughs> the hideous girl? The home the homely girl. Oh, with her, oh, oh that poor with homely her birthmark. Lady. How how did she make it through with her, you know, birthmark that I feel surely... like I have to explain. I don't want to get I mean, yeah, I right. people think I'm a jerk. They they the the movie told us she was ugly because she had a cool domino style birthmark on her face. You, you know, like, you ever see She's All That with Rachel Lee Cook that early 2000s movie where Rachel yes. plays the ugly girl because she wears glasses <laughs> and then she gets a glow up by taking the glasses off and buying a dress yeah, and then she's like hot <laughs> this is the same yeah. deal as Brady player one it's like this but also Michael is, you're forgetting yeah. her hair was styled differently so oh that's you right, just don't right. get it yeah I'm sorry and it was confident she was confident points now of Laney Boggs I, I pulled <laughs> anyway I pulled that's all I got out. all right well let's let's uh let's throw it to uh let's hear what this live set I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. But before we go any further, Dylan, I think you got something important to say about the live sale. We got a, we got a special live sale tonight, okay? Whoa. Kevin called in. He's not going to be hosting. So Who's hosting? Uncanny, Uncanny Universe previous regular Hyde will be on. Hyde? And I'll be there. So it's like a little mini half Uncanny reunion. I'll call in. You know? I'll be in the chat. Yeah, Michael, Michael will call in. Ron will be there too. Um, will he? So yeah, yeah, watch tonight. It's a seven. And then we also got a free copy of Rocket Raccoon number one for everyone who claims something. There's no catch. You get something, you get a Rocket Raccoon number one with it. Wow. That's cool. It's one of those Marvel overships from years ago, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a cool series, so... Um, it was. I liked that one. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, starting off with wrestling news, um, AEW is running their big show with New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling coming up um, this coming Sunday. Uh, AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door is going to be this coming Sunday at, uh, I believe, 6... 6 p.m. This is the Doctor time. Who event. It is the Doctor Who event. It does look okay. like a Doctor Who poster. Um, however, it is going to be. It's on pay per view, of course, but it's going to be in movie theaters as well. So, Ooh. if you're Are you going, uh, no, absolutely not. I'm watching it at my house. 
Um, nope. <laughs> no, see, okay. I, this is this is this is why I put it on here. Um, so I don't know how this. I, I don't know how would you do this, Dylan? Like not not wrestling specifically, but like an a live event that you are interested in that you would normally watch at home. But like, can you see? Like, would you go to watch it? Yeah, I would. Yeah. If they did the Oscars in a theater, I would 100% go to that. Or like maybe like a cool concert or something. Yeah, I would do it. Really? Okay. I I just would be worried that people would be talking too much. But I guess like... You, if it's something community-based, it could make it more fun though, no? Like cheering yeah, and stuff? Or... That's true. That's true. I don't know. I've, I've, I've always wanted to, but I do like just watching it at my house. Uh, what can I say? Um, I think you should try it and report back someday. I will. I'll go not, with you. Not for this one. Not for this okay. one. This no, this one is like Lori and I are super excited about this one because Lori got into watching wrestling by watching New <clears> Japan <throat> with me before AEW existed. So we're very excited about this. It's gonna be nice. an excellent show. Um very, very exciting. Um, so if if you're if you're not sure if you want to pull the trigger or not, um, it's usually in Cinemarks. Um AEW pay-per-views are almost always in Cinemarks. Uh sometimes they're in AMCs as well, but usually in Cinemark. Um, mm-hmm. so that for less than half the price of the pay-per-view ticket so there's that um speaking of theatrical experiences dylan have you ever attended a fathom event of course okay so um have you had good experiences or bad experiences with fathom events pretty good yeah okay i've only been to two and i've had bad experiences both times um what happened um the the movies were late both times and uh, well the movie was late for the exorcist and then we saw the shining and the audio wasn't uh, playing and they had to restart the we've movie. been to one together and it wasn't late we went to uh the movie was awful we went to i think you were there the killing joke oh that uh, was a fathom animated event? screening i don't remember yeah, that being that a fathom event. event okay okay yeah that one that one played fine functionally okay. that all worked fine <laughs> the film was bad but anyway so uh I've, i erased it but they did a, a fathom event for the thing uh john carpenter's the thing for the anniversary of the movie uh for the 30 year anniversary of the, of the film Oh, it already um, happened? Yes, it already happened. But there was outrage, Dylan. Oh, no. I think people like, okay, like I would have been upset, but I want to get your take okay. on this. So fans complained about the aspect ratio. Uh-oh. So the original aspect ratio was 2.35.1, uh, um, but they cropped it and played it in 1.85 colon 1, which loses... A, a chunk of the screen um i don't know would, would that to me that would like really upset me and hinder hinder the movie experience. yeah i would hate that yeah yeah like so that's like watching i don't know like it's cropped i don't like that it's, yeah it's cropped like why would you do that like like i don't that doesn't make any sense to me um but to not have bars right yeah because otherwise you're gonna have bars on the side and people, I guess, I get that. they think people wouldn't like that. But that's how the movie was filmed. If I'm going to see a 30-year anniversary of the thing, I've already seen it. You know what I mean? Like, I know what this movie is, and I know what it looks like. Um, but Mick Garris, the director, um, well, not the director of the thing, but a famous horror director, tweeted out, I just got back from seeing John Carpenter's masterpiece at Fathom Events, 40th anniversary screening, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I will never ever see a fathom event again i recommend that you avoid them like the plague um and then okay yeah uh and so they are refunding everybody's money and redoing it in the correct uh aspect ratio so we'll go for them so you know if you're if you're gonna go see uh go see a fathom event be careful if it's if it's a classic if you're seeing killing joke you know go ahead Oh, Mick Garris also said the picture was soft focus, low resolution, and the digital image was out of was out of registration. So all objects were rimmed in red on one side and blue on the other. Ooh, said also okay. all movements uh, all the way around the movie stuttered, like he was trying to watch Netflix with bad bad Wi Fi. Jeez, okay, that's unforgivable. Yeah, so like I don't know, like it's weird for a movie like that. Like I feel like something had to be wrong, like with their their signal. If you're if you're not familiar with how Fathom events work, they're like a satellite uplinked it's a the theater doesn't actually have a copy of the film they connect to a server and that server then plays the movie for everybody at the same time like i went to the one for exorcist and it was we all watched the exorcist and then we all got to do a q a afterwards and that's across the country uh it was really really neat but it was two hours late 
So we sat in the theater watching the same pre-roll for two hours. Uh, it was awful. Um, oh, right. Okay. We have two pieces of Blumhouse news very quickly. Um, Jason Blum um, wants to get the rights to Nightmare Before Christmas. Apparently. Okay. Uh, he was doing, he's doing um, some press stuff and he did an interview talking about wanting to buy it and then still wanting to get Robert England back. Which, without saying anything about anything, we've seen Robert England lately, and I liked, I really liked his performance. He's 75, you know, he can still act. I would love to see an elderly Freddy, especially Blumhouse. I think that could be a really interesting produced film. I agree. Yeah. Um, that ties into my other Blumhouse related story is do you remember that they are rebooting The Exorcist? Yeah. Well, Ellen Burstyn is coming back as Chris McNeil, the original mother from the first film. However, she is 87, but they have already shot her parts. So this movie is already filming and nobody knew about this. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I, cool. Yeah, it's coming out October next year. So I don't really know much about it, but um, I would love to see. Oh, they, they were promoting um, Black Phone. That's what they're, that's what they, that's where the nightmare before or Nightmare on Elm Street came up. But I'm also very excited for this um, this Exorcist reboot. That's one of my most favorite films. Um, and it's going to be, if we if, if you don't recall, it's being directed by David Gordon Green. Um, How is it do... your favorite, one of your favorite films and you're excited about a new project? Those don't I go know. hand in hand in fandoms. I, I, right? Well, like the last Exorcist project was pretty good. Like the TV show first season was excellent. It got it got bad, but like the first season. No, you was... should want it to die forever and never be seen. <laughs> the mark of a true fan. Yeah. Um, and we're also going to have Leslie Odom Jr. in the film. Um, but that's all for that. Two more pieces of news here. So, um, you might recall that uh, I we talked about the teaser trailer for the interview with the vampire, uh, new AMC series from the uh, series of Anne Rice novels. Yes. Um, well, they're also doing another Anne Rice novel called Mayfair Witches, which I've never read. However, I am um, in the process of reading the Vampire Chronicles. Um, I've only ever read the first book, but I am loving the series. It's very, very good. But the, the news came out that AMC um, is, let's see, uh, McDermott. What, what's his first name? Um, I don't know. Dylan. Dylan. Yeah, sure. Um a guy from AMC, that's what I'm going to go okay. with. A guy from AMC uh, was doing an interview with Variety saying, quote, we have other projects that are in development. They're sort of unofficial right now, but we really have plan. We really plan to have five or six series in the universe uh, over the next five or six years. And there will be opportunity to pull characters from different shows and do what we refer to as their own all-star original series. So they're doing an Anne Rice cinematic universe. Okay. Uh, he continued, the best model would be an Avengers style series where you take no! <laughs> where you take characters from different shows, bring them together, you can tell original stories, blah 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 blah. Um mm. that's an odd choice for the Anne for the Vampire Chronicles, uh, which are excellent. Um I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I need out of my um Anne Rice modern content. Um, yeah, you and I both hate it when people use like descriptors like that. Like it's Game of Thrones, me, it's Avengers, you know? Right. Like, I, I like worked in video games is. for a long time, and that's what every video game promotion was. It's like Gears of War meets Borderlands. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> I don't think it is. But um, either way, Interview with the Vampire, which I am excited for, um, is set to debut this fall. Um, it has Sam Reed as Lestat. And Jacob Anderson as uh, Louis. I don't know who either of those people are. I know the characters. Dylan, do you know who Sam Reed and Jacob Anderson are? Yeah, I, I love them. Okay. Are you going to watch the show with me, Dylan? Yeah, I will. Excellent. Um, I I love it. And I, I'm ready for a better take on Interview with the Vampire. Because I think the old film is a little dated. So oh. anyway. Last piece of news. Dylan, don't do me a favor. Don't click on this article if you're looking at it. I'm going to ask you a question from this article. Okay. 
A24 has announced a new film, a new psychological thriller yeah. starring Sebastian Stan um, and writer and director Aaron Schimberg, who did Change for Life, um, starring um, Sebastian Stan and Adam Pearson. And the here's the here's the uh, the the description. Um, Edward is an outcast seeking a new life and a fresh start. After he undergoes facial reconstructive surgery, he becomes fixated on a man starring as him in a stage production based on his former life. Um, I think that sounds great. Uh, I love Sebastian Stan. I think he can really do no wrong in a movie like this. I think that really suits his, his skills. But my question for you, Dylan is here Mm -hmm. in this article, what one film or what one property do they credit Sebastian Stan as being from? I feel like I'm going to cheat because I, I see the thumbnail and I know it's from fresh. Is it okay, fresh? It is fresh. It is okay. fresh. I was like, I think that all makes the- a little sense. Cause it's in line with the, it's a horror movie, you know, sure. Uh, fresh is so good. Michael, you is need it? to watch it. Yes. It's really, okay. It's not amazing. I'm probably overhyping it, but it was a lot of fun. It was like a perfect Blumhousey kind of elevated right? Blumhouse. I don't know how elevated to Blumhouse. Yeah. Now, now you're speaking my language, Dylan. Okay, so I take that back because I feel like uh, Invisible Man. They did that. Uh, that's elevated Blumhouse. You know, <laughs> yes. this is like in but be- this is in between Happy Death Day and Invisible Man. You know, that's a, like that's a, that- I said this already, but that's a wide berth, Dylan. But that's the quality. I'm not talking about the story. That's the okay. amount of like seriousness the movie has. But hmm. I want okay. everyone to watch Fresh. It's really good. It's newish, right? Yeah, it just came out a few months ago, but okay. And it's one of the I'll less you know, the less you know, the better movies because it's got a big twist. All you okay. need to know is it's a delightful rom com. Okay, but also a horror. It's it's unfortunate because they. That's how the movie's designed. It starts off as like clearly a rom com, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so it would be like amazing if someone could go in knowing literally nothing, you know. That would be so cool. But if you did the way trailers work, and, yeah. Yeah, the way trailers and marketing works, you couldn't. But if I had a friend who was super unplugged from the internet, I would definitely trick them into doing that. But I can't pull a fast one, Michael. I could, I could pull that on my mom. You know, like you should tell her to watch Fresh. Tell her it's a cute meat, like a meat cute. My mom does like rom coms. Even the music cues. That's like what they're going for in the beginning. Really, you know? Yeah, it's like a oh, aren't they cute situation? Yeah, and then not quite something happens. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay, well, that's all I have. So let's uh, let's hear about our tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of June. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual or hardcore game players. Feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play. You can join us this month on June 17th and 24th. This month we will be hosting Free RPG Day at our Clear Lake location. On Saturday, June 25th, we will be giving away tons of free RPG stuff from top-tier publishers like WizKids, Pezo, Goodman Games, Odiphius, Q Workshop, and more. We will have events all day, including miniature painting, one-page RPGs, and full sessions of Kids on Bikes, Cyberpunk Red, Avatar Legends, and Ten Candles. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. And before we get to our reviews, we're going to make sure we do our pick of the week. I'm going to go first. I am picking a game, surprising nobody. Coming out this week is Hunter the Reckoning 5th Edition. It's a role-playing game from Renegade Studios. It is the first non-vampire entry into the World of Darkness role-playing games um, in the 5th edition format. And I am very excited about this because I did get to play it two weeks ago at Origins and I really liked it. You're playing Monster Hunters uh, as opposed to the monsters themselves. Um, Very exciting. Very cool. It's got a great cover. has some really, really awesome uh, interior art. I'm very excited about this game. We will be playing it in store at some point. So make sure you come get one. Sweet. Yes. Uh, my pick is Marvel Voices Pride number one. Uh, we're winding down Pride Month. This one has, it's an anthology, $10 supersized comic 
featuring all, I think, queer creators and artists and um, all queer characters like Wiccan Hulkling, America Chavez, uh, North Star, Hercules, um, Moon Dragon, etc. You know, all of nice. them, all of them in one book. Uh, Nico. So um, I read it. I read, I Terry picked some stories from it and read it today. And they were, they were pretty good. There's also a new character. It's the first appearance Ooh. of a new, a new trans mutant. And at the end, spoiler, they moved to Krakoa and it says they'll be continued in another X-Men book coming up. So not next Pride Month. This, no, not next Pride Month. No, in like nice. a month. So you'll, there's like some continued ramifications. So, and also awesome. I'd like to say last, last week I made a whole thing about how Tim Drake was just getting a one shot in Pride Month and that's it. Yeah. Um, they announced since then a ongoing. I'm That's sure it awesome. won't be too ongoing. I'm sure it'll be a few six a issues or something like that. But um, at least a maxi series. At least it's something. But I mean, hey. the inverse of that, that book that I picked up, the Tim Drake one, um, was just reprints of the urban legend stories. You oh, know? really? Uh, yeah. So DC really like giveth and taketh away, you know. Um, Apparently either way. so. I had to issue an formal apology to Detective Comics wow. Corporation. Inc. AT&T, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Obi-Wan. Spoilers for Obi-Wan and soon to be spoilers for Miss Marvel. So if you have not watched those uh, as last week's episodes, because they came out, the new ones came out today. Stop listening. If you, if you haven't seen episode five of Obi-Wan and episode two of Miss Marvel, turn back now. Final if you warning. don't, Obi want to know what happens in oh this episode. God. All right, that's it for us, guys. Um, <laughs> I'll see you next week. Um, okay. okay, Dylan, you want to you take us through Obi-Wan yeah. a little bit? So a lot happened in this one. This one was a bit more eventful than other ones, I feel. It, yes, it was. <laughs> I hear a dot, dot, dot at the I, end of a I'll Look, I'll, I'm not going to bury it. I just don't care. I'm just not really, I'm just not really feeling it. It's fine. Um, I don't know. I'm just Finding myself not excited to watch the new ones. Well, Michael's just grouchy, and I've loved every episode, and I love everything Star Wars, so I enjoyed <laughs> this episode. Um, yeah, Dylan I won't is rain on the Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel a little bit different. I liked this episode best, but I still don't care too much, you know? But um, I agree. This was the best episode so far. I had to rank them. It was the best one. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, it started with that flashback, which I think a lot of people were really wanting. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin... Clone Wars era training thing. Uh-huh. Basically, Obi Wan was. You mean old man Hayden Christensen pretending to be twenty? Yeah. Okay. So... I understand. Like this is the actor we have in you know suspension of disbelief. <laughs> this is the actor we is, have is is my suspension of disbelief like stops at laser swords but doesn't go past. Yeah. You know. I I'd guess. rather have this than a weird de age thing. Uh, I get the argument from both sides. Hyde feels I think the same way. He was a little. Uh, um, like the fantasy was shattered by this 40 year old man playing a teenager or whatever, or a young right. man, a 20 year old man, you know, he looked, he doesn't look like that anymore, but I right. don't know. I, I, it's fine, but it's just kind of funny. It is. Yeah. Um, but the, I don't think it served too much of a purpose The flashback. It was just like, Anakin, you're being too aggressive, which is like everything that we've seen in, uh, the prequel trilogy, you know. Now I can tell um, you that some things that happened in that are very important. Okay, um, tell me or, or make references, as I have been told this. So okay, there's a there's a line that Anakin delivers. I don't recall the line, but where he is looking is where Padme's apartment is. Like the eye line is the same. Okay. Okay. So, what is this Reddit theory? Go on. Anyway, there's that, and then also when they're fighting. Uh-huh. Wait, that's the important thing. That's it. That that's that's a reference. It's it's a it's an important reference. It's showing that they showing that they care about continuity, Dylan. This is what the it. Star Wars superstands have to reach for to make that wasn't on purpose. Hayden Christensen I, looked in a direction. I, Dylan, I'm telling you, this is what multiple people have pointed out to me. Um, and the other thing being the way they are fighting is that Obi Wan is using one hand with his lightsaber and Anakin is using two hands, but 
when Obi-Wan is fighting Vader now in the series, Vader is using one hand to indicate that he is the dominant one, and Obi-Wan is using two hands to indicate that he is the passive one or the, the inferior fighter. I think there's something okay. to that. I'll, That's cool. I'll, I guess, I'll give yeah. that, I guess. Yeah. But like, I ne- you had to tell me that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to know that, notice that. Does anyway. that really, is that really exciting? I don't know. No, I guess it's a little something. The, um, I don't know, but, I, but I, I'm with you. I didn't get much out of that other than, oh, look, it's Hayden Christensen. You know, yeah. I, I, but that's really what I feel like most of the series is. I mean, I'm glad they delivered on something because they've been like, oh, he's on the show, you know, and then he's clearly not in the Vader suit because he's not eight feet tall and he's not right. doing the voice. So, you know, where is he? So we saw him. Um, there he is. And then elsewhere, I'll just say that when I don't know where they are. Uh, Vader yes. promoted Reva to Grand, Inqu- Grand Inquisitor because she, yes. I guess, successfully led him to Obi-Wan. You know, she had that tracker device. Um yep. And then they like organized a siege on uh, Jabim. Uh, yep. I guess that's the name of the place where Obi Wan and Leia are hiding out with with some rebels. They're waiting to take off, but of course they're delayed. And Vader's coming up, and you know it's oh, a race yeah. against race against time. You know. Um, but what I thought was most interesting is right after this, uh, Kenobi. Um, talks with Riva they have a conversation and he is negotiating with her about like basically not killing them and uh we get we they reveal her backstory and they confirm basically what our suspicions were we already knew a padawan yeah and she has a grudge against uh vader a lot of people said i mean it did add some more we didn't say that but a lot of people said that she was a Padawan and she hates Obi-Wan for some reason. Maybe he was there and wasn't able to save her, you know? Um, and it seems like she blames him a little bit, but that's clearly not what drives her, you know? No. Um, she's trying to get Obi-Wan because she wants to get closer to Vader, which... Okay, I'll say how I feel about this first. I... Okay. Reva's my favorite in this show. Agreed. Um, and I'm glad they gave her some more motivation, you know? But, like, some of what she's done, I feel like up until this point, doesn't really, it's not in line with the backstory and the motivation that they're presenting us with now, you know, like, Mm -hmm. did she need to be so forthright with like slaughtering other Jedi and um, like being so bloodthirsty? I'm sure, I'm sure you could talk everything up to getting close, closer to Vader, but like, what is that? What do you mean closer to Vader? What is that? She's already as close as she will be i think right right um, like i don't see her getting any closer yeah so i don't really it, it's a little undefined i want to know more about what what that means um i i agree with you um reva is very interesting and the best character on the show really um but i think she needs i don't know like more time maybe yeah more time to really explore the the themes that they're presenting us with you know i don't think we're getting our most out of this yeah i so. mean she is still the only one who's had character growth in this show yep. mm-hmm. but, absolutely so it's natural to want more time even though a lot of people want the opposite but you know uh, uh yeah well those people are wrong <laughs> um um okay so then they breached the, the facility and Tala, the character, I don't remember the actress's name from Game of Thrones. She's killed. She mm-hmm. dies. Whoa. Everyone knew it. It was very obvious, I feel like, from the beginning. Yeah, well, that she course. wasn't going to make it. Um, rip, to, rip to Tala. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then that, that was never going to, she was never going to be sticking around. Yeah. And then basically Kenobi's like, oh, no, we, this isn't going to work. They're after me. So then he surrenders himself to Riva. Um, and then he basically convinces her to try to kill vader to buy him time to escape you know uh-huh or that's not what i was thinking at the time i thought he meant like let's fight vader together uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was i actually was thinking the same thing too then he fully peaced out when she when she did that i was like, like oh damn that's pretty like brutal of obi-wan but he's, damn king he's, yeah go off king but he's yeah. done that before um but so she she tries to kill Vader. I thought it was a pretty cool 
it wasn't much of a fight because he's so powerful, you know, he didn't right. even use his lightsaber, but I thought it was well done. The depiction of like him just kind of toying with her, you know, I agree. Were you thrilled and no on the edge of your um, seat? We don't know if she, we, at the, we didn't know if she was going to die or not. So that adds a, that's a, true. a little bit of suspense. <laughs> that is true. But like, I mean, we know Vader's not going to die and we know Vader's true. not going to get, you know, you're right. We knew how it was going to beat end. up. <clears throat> it's Vader. Like we knew. <laughs> it's everybody's Why favorite character. Why do you think Obi Wan didn't stick around to help her I don't, fight Vader? I don't, he sucks, dude. Like I don't know. Like, what's Obi Wan doing? Why is he? Because he beat him before alone. So you think with help? I know Vader's more it. powerful now, but do you think? I would think that would be the chance he would take to end Absolutely. it. You know. I know we that can't happen within the rules of Star of Wars, um, but I guess that's the reason. But I feel like it like hurt his character a little bit. You I, know? I I agree with you. I I don't know that, but that's the that's sort of the issue that you get with these uh, prequel things, right? Is that um, you you're locked into some rules, and yeah, you can't really do much about it. He can't stick around and invite Vader and. If he does, like in the other episode three or whatever, that fire has to come between them and he has to escape, you know? Right. Uh, but I thought it was kind of lame the way she was stabbed and then like not at all killed. I'm not saying I want her to die, but it just seems like Vader's like, like why did he couldn't get Obi Wan? Yeah, and then left her alive seemingly by mistake. No um, way. Like Vader had to make know that. Like Vader is if not stupid right like is he i don't know uh i, I mean um, i don't think so like i don't know or maybe maybe he's um full of hubris because he's young here or something but like i don't know maybe well he stabs her and then the original grand inquisitor comes back and it's like haha you uh, surprise i bet you'd seen the last of me yeah uh, yeah um i don't know were you happy that the original grand inquisitor was alive people um, were really mad about that from episode two no because i don't care about the grand inquisitor i don't i don't care about the inquisitors um i'm not i i, I don't know i guess i'm a bad star wars fan um just the prequels we that. the prequels aren't it for me man like i just i liked them when i was a kid and i remember really really loving them when i saw them in theaters whenever years they came out uh but He's as just an adult, got... they're not I don't have any nostalgia for them. Well, in this show, he's just mohaha, evil mustache twirling bad guy, you know. Yeah. And I think he looks stupid too. Um, he looks better in the animated stuff. He's got such a he must got hella hair under that ball cap because he's got he's got like a turn up bulbous head, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what's he's going on. He's funny looking. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, but. Riva, uh, it ends with Riva finding, I guess Luke left his um, transmitter behind. And uh, okay. not Luke, sorry, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Who's oh, a bad Star Wars fan now? Wow. Um, he find, she finds his transmitter and Luke's in this. Uh, she discovers Luke's location because uh, she finds Luke. Bail Organa's. Yeah, um, yeah Luke. Yeah, yeah she Luke. Finds, knows, I'm, I mean Luke this time, okay. <laughs> She discovers Luke's location because of Bail Organa's message on Obi-Wan's transmitter. I got it. I, um, so I don't know what the implication of that is. It, she, I don't know if she's going to go after Luke. What, why would she do that at this point? Man, I really hope she doesn't kill Luke Skywalker, dude. I hope he's okay. Yeah. I hope he makes it out of this. I don't know. What are they going to do with her next? What, what does this mean, Michael? I don't know. There's only one more episode left. Is she going to play a part in the final episode? Or is it like... I mean, she not, has to. Like, to right? be continued Riva. I don't know. No, they could just they well, Star Wars these shows do that. They have a character, a character like, hanging and then maybe we'll revisit yeah, it later. Like like Bo Katan and Sure. You know, the other stuff they're like, this will be important later. We'll you'll see them again, you know. So we might not even see her next episode. I really don't know what the payoff is gonna be with this last episode. It's gonna be Obi Wan and Vader fighting. Right. Is that right? Is that it? Like, is that what I'm? Is that what I'm supposed to be hyped about? Yeah. And then mm. Leia won't die. 
And I mean, what if they no. clone Leia and then we find out that the Leia we've known all along is a clone? That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, no one's gonna die. Nothing of importance will happen. Um <sighs> I'm trying to think of what could happen that I would care about in the next one. I just hope we get a cool lightsaber battle. Like that's all I could hope for, I think. You know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that is the best thing that you can hope for out of this show is to have a good lightsaber fight. What are you hoping for in the finale before we before we see it? Honestly, um, <laughs> some character development, something that I care about. Uh, anybody that isn't Reva, like I, I, I feel like Obi Wan really sucks in this show. Like he's not interesting. He's just like kind of like the the set dressing to me. Like I don't know. I feel like he is the procedure in the police procedural you know what i mean like he is the engine that is moving the story forward but isn't doing anything yeah himself he's a plot device a little bit yeah he's a mary sue oh gary sue he's he is a definite gary sue in this um so sure that's that's what i'm going with i'm going we'll know next week maybe they'll surprise us and hit us with i don't know sudden character depth something we'll i see. don't know but let's, let's talk about ms marvel yeah uh, episode two uh dropped this week this past week uh conversely i love it i think this is great running um, on a high note this ms marvel is my favorite disney plus show so far i love it so far it's i so, agree well it's only been two of, episodes yeah. so it's hard to say but recency bias and that but i did you watch it with laurie no, we we weren't able to make it happen. Uh, we're gonna, I'll catch her up. But let them build up. Let them build yeah. up. Yeah, I want to make sure. I they agree, stay though. Good. Yeah, um, you don't want to set a trap. Like, right? Just kidding. Yeah, um, actually, they're bad. Sorry. Um, no, I I love it. I think the show's very good. Um, I think the effects are nice. I think the characterizations are very nice. I think. I I love how they don't hold your hand with the cultural stuff that is not um, Western culture. Um, Because they will throw words in there that I don't know what that means. And I love that. (laughs) But I feel like I agree. And we get a better understanding because it's like more immersive than if it was like, well, as you know, a mosque is a, you know, like, (laughs) oh my God. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like they're not like, well, the imam sits on the head of the board who is, you know, or whatever, like, well, yeah, Kamala, the, this room is for the women, as you know. As you yeah. know, daughter. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I agree. They, they do a really good job of that. And I'm never frustrated by not knowing something because if it's important, um, They'll tell they me. tell us. If it's important right. to the plot. Yeah. And you figure it out. You get there. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and agreed. I love the side characters in Ms. Marvel. I think all of them are great. Yeah. Are you talking about? Like Bruno and yeah, Nakia. Bruno and her family, uh, Nakia and uh, her her dad, her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the new guy, Cameron? Um, yeah, Cameron. Yeah, Cameron. I like her brother. I forget her brother's name. I don't remember his name either. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Like I like her counselor too, or the school yes, counselor. He's back. We were, we were saying, yeah. oh, is he going to make a return? He's back in episode. He did. Two. He's a scene stealer. Yeah, he is. Um, Over here trying to tell Bruno to go to whatever school it was caltech yeah go for like, think about it it's like come he's on like, it's like don't be stupid it's free bro. yeah he's like this is your movie moment um right. <laughs> basically but yeah i agree i really enjoyed this episode too i thought it was even better than the first one me too um it's you like get... such a natural progression like building on just the the seeds that they planted you know absolutely i'm really bummed out that this is only six episodes I'm hoping it's a multi-season situation like Loki. Me too. But it really feels so far, again, it's only two episodes, but it this feels the most TV show-like or episodic. Like yeah. I feel like you, with this pacing that you could get 13, 14 episodes out of this thing. I agree. With, with yeah. The, with this, with the, the length and the pacing and whatever, I think this, you could have this every week, you know, for a while. And we are, we do have like a substantial amount like to digest each week. Like the first one, she got the powers, and then this one, like she's learning how to use it and she saved someone. 
you know, albeit in like yeah. a sloppy, a sloppy way, but like it's not like uh, you know, other Marvel things where they get their powers and then they're superhero, you know, um invincible right. kind of thing. Um so I, I don't know, I feel really like uh satisfied by that, but we got are you okay? Have you read I can't remember what's your your history with the the Miss Marvel comics? Um I read that first 2014 run. No normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, so I read that when it was coming out. Depending on how far people got in that because that was a long series. Um Kamran yeah, is in in that as well and Yeah, he's uh in episode issue 15, I think. Yeah. And there's a twist with his character that I think they're going to do in this show because I've seen the Funko Pops. Um, oh, okay. Well, but like based on this episode, you know that something's up with Cameron. Like, oh, he's, he comes into Kamala's life and is overly interested. And um, to an extent where it's like kind of sad because she, she thinks he's got like a crush on her. I think he might. I'm sure it's going to be the at first it was this, but now, you know, right. situation. But like she's all that. Yeah. Yeah, second time but, in one show. Yeah. But he's doing a good job of uh being charming enough to be like, oh, we like him, but also I don't trust you, you know? Absolutely. I think the actor's doing a good job of that. I agree. I I have nothing bad to say about this show. Um I not that I can think of offhand. Um I don't have her name in front of me, but the actress playing Kamala Khan is really great and very believable. Iman Valani, yeah. Yes. She she's great feels like a real kid 100 i know she's a marvel superhero but also feels like a person you could meet it's weird <laughs> absolutely um and i i really hope we do get to see carol in this it's gonna be great i know i i'm not gonna I'm like i'm not gonna, we're be not gonna mad do the, the fan thing yeah like we are owed a, or, or we riot yeah a carol appearance or we hate the show um no it would be very cool but i I really do you have any complaints so far, Dylan, or any improvements or I have no complaints. It's just I mean, it's hard to judge episode by episode. We're mm-hmm. looking at them very uh like removed, but I it's doing such a good job of giving us a lot each episode, you know. I think yeah. in the previous Marvel shows we've been like, Man, like not much has happened. How are they gonna wrap this up? You know, like there's so much character progression each episode that they're on a trajectory to have a really satisfying finish, you know? Um, Absolutely. Even if it's not about, you know, we're, we're more like the character development, generally speaking, like that makes the move that makes the property for me. Yeah. I think if you're invested in a story with this, it should be about Kamala's like road to becoming a superhero and not like, um, Oh well, how does she defeat the DODC agent? Overthrow right. the agency, you know, like something like that. Because um, I think those are just devices for her to grow more. But even the subplots, like Nakia's election, I'm so and invested. Stuff like that I know, and Bruno, like with his school stuff, and like he goes to Wakanda school in the comics. Um, I don't know yeah. if they'll do that here, but. Uh, Man, I don't know. I'm invested in all the characters, like like Me Michael too. said. I, I'm invested in all of them. I'm I want to know what happens to uh their uh I don't want to say the word, the uh the smart assistant that Bruno made. Their I, I was gonna say the Amazon equivalent, but I don't remember the name of it, like Zulu or something. Like yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's coming back. There's gotta be something going on there. They're gonna they're gonna spy on her through the thing. Um, oh yeah, they could do that. Um one, of, one other tech. thing is like it also came out that apparently Miss Marvel is like the lowest viewed Disney Plus show ever. Um, <sighs> despite despite Disney Plus having way more subscribers now than like WandaVision. So it's like very unfortunate, I feel like that. Why is it this? Why not are we, surprising. Why but, are we here again? I'm asking you again for your you, attention. You know why. <laughs> I mean, I know why, but it makes it so frustrating, man. If you're if there's any reason that you're not watching Ms. Marvel and you have the capacity to do it, do yourself a favor. It's great. Yeah, I think you'll, it's enjoyable for everyone. And I understand really? the inclination to like lean more towards 
media that represents you, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's just like, you already got a leg up because you can identify with them already. You know, you're, you're built to see yourself in that character. But like, I think there's something for everyone here. So like, and you might grow, you know, you might be able exactly. to empathize with different cultures and different types of people. So I think Mike was right. It'd be, you're doing yourself a favor just to, to give yeah. it a shot. It's 20 minutes. The first episode, you know, it's like, it's very short. Give it a, give it a try. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials, or BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.